Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing on in the book of Acts. We're up to the 13th chapter now. So we're going to look at maybe the first five verses here today. And I want you to pay close attention. All too often we uh, miss things in the Scripture because we read quickly through a narrative portion or we read quickly through a a portion that has a lot of... uh, uh, chronology or a lot of genealogy or something like that. Listen what's said here in the first verse of Acts 13. It says this. Now, wait, wait, the word is now? <laughs> Why is it now? Well, if you remember in the last verse of 12, <clears throat> Barnabas and Saul had left Jerusalem and they had gone back to Antioch. Okay, now verse 1 starts off with, now there were at Antioch, so it's actually flowing out of that story. And remember, they took John Mark with them, too, from Jerusalem, which we'll see him at the end of this. Now, there were at Antioch in the church that was there. So what does that tell us? It tells us there was a body of Christ there, which we knew that already from what we'd seen in Acts, that in the church there, that there were prophets and teachers. Now, give heed to that. Verse 1. Now, there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers teachers. So in the church, they had prophets and they had teachers. And you say, okay, that's a big deal. All right. So what's the big deal about it? Uh, We're totally at home with the teacher thing. But many, many of us are not comfortable or at home with the prophet thing. And most of us have been raised with uh, misteaching, we'll say it that way, that says either overtly or, or covertly, that the prophet thing was just for a little while there, just in the book of Acts. You know, Acts is just a transitional book. Remember that phrase I've used before? They'll say that. And that, you know, the early church needed the prophets, but once we got the entire Bible, we didn't need the prophets anymore. That's generally what's spoken of in the vernacular of the day. Okay? And nothing can be further from the truth. So what they had in Antioch is what we're supposed to have in all portions of the body of Christ, some prophets and teachers. And then they are named. So listen to the name, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So you got this group of guys, right? It's really, really interesting here. Barnabas is the first one mentioned, and his name means what? Yeah, a comforter type of thing, son of comfort, son of rest. It's, it's interesting because Manaean, okay, Manaean uh, means basically the same thing, comforter. So you had Barnabas, <coughs> and Barnabas was the Jew of the Jews. He's a Levite. We saw earlier, okay. Manaean was brought up with Herod. What does that mean? Well, we think it means that, and when you read certain things, you find out that he was probably, is that the way to put it? <laughs> he was probably, you know, you always want to be a little wishy-washy, the foster brother of Herod Antipas, the Tetrarch, that he had grown up in that same family. So look at the diversity of people you've got here, just from the get-go. 
you got Barnabas, who uh, is a Jew of the Jews, shall we say, okay? Then you had the last name mentioned was Saul, who does describe himself later as the Jew of Jews in the way that he was raised. The two guys in the middle, Simeon, who was called Niger, N-I-G-E-R, which means black. That's what the word means. And we, we get a certain derogatory term from that, okay? And it's not so much the term that's derogatory, it's the heart that speaks it forth, right? So Simeon, who was called black, and then a guy from Cyrene named Lucius. And Lucius means white, means light, okay? It is a derivative like Lucifer, a light bearer type of thing. So you have Barnabas, you have Simeon, the black, Lucius, the white from Cyrene, Menaean, also a comforter, but had grown up in the political family. In other words, he wasn't likely to be Jewish right here. And Saul. So you have these prophets and these teachers. I also find it sort of interesting that when you look at some of these things and study a little bit, that quite often in the uh, Bible dictionaries and things like that, it'll name one of these things, and they'll say, oh, they were a Christian uh, teacher in Antioch. Well, yeah, maybe that's true, but they don't mention anything about the prophet. What if they were a prophet and teacher? What if they were just a prophet? Because it doesn't say which was which. They can say they were prophets and teachers, then it names these guys. So what's the point of this? Verse 2. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting. So that ministering to the Lord, literally while they're going about doing their religious duties and activity, while they're worshiping, while they're praying, while they're interceding for the Lord, and while they're fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Holy Spirit had said what? Set apart these two right here, Barnabas and Saul. Now, these two are part of the five that were mentioned in the previous verse. Okay? I actually heard it taught, it's mistaught, uh, that Barnabas and Saul had nothing to do with this. And this was the church that called them. The church was the one that set them apart. Read what it says. <laughs> you know, read what, quit reading what you want it to say into it. That's what happens so much. People read into the scripture what they want it to say, what they want to get out of it. No, they were part of the ones. And these ones right here, these prophets and teachers, okay, were part of the church. And it says they were ministering, okay, and it's specifically talking about these prophets and teachers, not the church as a whole, but these guys right here. And the Spirit said, hey, I want you to set these two apart, Barnabas and Saul, because I've got to work for them. I've got to work that I've called them to do. So what did they do? That then, when they had fasted and prayed, well, they fasted and prayed about it. Who did? Barnabas, Saul, and these guys that are mentioned right here. They fasted and prayed. They laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. So they're fasting, they're praying, they're ministering to the Lord. While they're doing that, the Holy Spirit speaks to them and said, hey, I want you to set these two apart right here. And then they took that before the Lord again and fasted and prayed, not so much because they're doubted or anything, but they continued on in prayer to confirm and affirm. It was they laid hands on them and they sent them away. They sent them off. They said, okay, you're released. You're to go. This is such a picture of really what we're supposed to be doing as a body of Christ. We keep trying to attain people and attain people and attain people for our own little thing. And really what we're supposed to be doing is making disciples and sending them out. Okay, sending them out, sending them out, sending them out. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to be doing. Now look at these last two verses for today, verse 4 and 5 of Acts 13. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, 
Notice how the Spirit reiterates that. They went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they had reached Salamis, they began to proclaim the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they also had John as their helper. So you see how uh, Barnabas and Saul were first sent out. They were sent out by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit chooses to work in and through his body. And as they are ministering to the Lord and as they're fasting, speaks to the people and says, hey, I want you to send these two out. They fast some more. They pray some more. They lay hands upon them. That's interesting, isn't it? Just take note of that as we continue going through Acts. They lay, lay hands on them. There's a point of impartation that takes place there. And they send them on their way. And then we have a little journal right here where they went. Seleucia went down to Cyprus. When they get to Salamis, that's when they took the word of God to the synagogue of the Jews, which was going to be their pattern and practice of behavior whenever they got into a new place. We'll see it all through Acts. Then the last little phrase. Oh, by the way, they took John as their helper. This is the John Mark that they had brought from Jerusalem. So they took him along as their helper. Do we really approach the body life of Christ in this way? Do we? I think if we did, things might be substantially different than they are. Well, again, I'm Dale. We'll continue on with the saga in the next episode. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.